Hello, Mischief Life. It is Martini Martinez, as always, your local ancient being from the stars. I have a lot to talk to you about, and I always have a lot to talk to you about, but we're going to put it on pause really quickly for this episode because I have a special friend that you guys are going to talk to. I said special friend. That makes him sound so not what he is, but now it's a surprise. <laughs> so I have a friend that we're going to talk to today. We, all of us together at the same time, not pre-recorded at all. <laughs> but we're talking about um, why it's important to talk to skeptics and people who don't think the same way that you do, especially in the context of paranormal investigations. Also, please keep in mind that this is one of my best friends for like years. So the conversation does devolve and go different places like every other episode of the podcast. But as always, we are learning and having a good time at the same time. A good time at the same time. Time, time, time. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Meet Brian. He's the best and you should find your own because this one's mine. So we're talking about the Bridge Water Triangle because it's in Massachusetts. Uh, Brian actually lives close enough to it to go to it. Uh, yeah. Has not. I lived far away, but that wouldn't have stopped me from visiting. But I didn't because we didn't know about it until right now. There's apparently two movies about it. Neither one of us has seen it, but this is actually a good thing because we're both on the same level with information about this one. It would be really unfair if I came to you with like some haunted doll that I've been doing nine years of research on. And then I was like, why is it not haunted? Go. So. Well, and of course there's opportunity here too, because the two of us could now go and visit this thing once this whole pandemic situation blows over. Yes, please. I would actually so, be super down for that. We should do that. I like that plan. All right, Have cool. Your Podcast people talk done. to my people. There it is. <laughs> Podcast over. I hope you enjoyed. Have a nice night. Unasanas. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the basis of this conversation is not actually the triangle. The basis of this conversation is why people who are studying the paranormal need to still talk to skeptics, because I find that that's something that everyone's avoiding. So what I wanted to focus on, we needed to narrow down the triangle because it's involved. Um, yeah, so it we started to kind of focus in on Hockamock Swamp, which is just really fun to say and uh, the low-flying UFO situation. So obviously my stance is that I think that there are low-flying UFOs there, but there are obviously other options. So if I'm having a conversation with Brian, which I, which I am, surprise. Yeah, we are, so check that <laughs> um, box. In order for this conversation to be able to go anywhere productive, I need to go in there knowing that there is a possibility that I'm wrong about this because paranormal anything is a theory. There's no scientific fact. That's why we're in the situation we're in. So if it's not UFOs, what is it? Well, so here's the nice thing about being a skeptic. And, and by the way, right, I will preface all of this by saying that I am a lowercase s skeptic. I'm not like some of the great skeptics out there that wear the the mantle like a, uh, you know, like, like, a, like armor or whatever. I'm just a, uh, a regular guy that likes to think about things, right? And uh, I think in the case of the Bridgewater Triangle, especially Hockamock Swamp, 
fantastic, by the way, word. Hockamock. We'll have it's to thank the uh, we'll have to thank the Native Americans for that one because it's a real gem. Hockamock. Most of them are. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not I butchering know, we're some ancient both. language. We're both just white people <laughs> fucking it up. Hockamock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um so so for me, uh, and we talked a little bit about this in our in our pregame, right? For for me, the the existence of UFOs is a could be a thing, but probably isn't, right? And it's just because the evidence isn't quite there, right? Part of being a skeptic, again, lowercase s, is the reliance on evidence to kind of prove your points, right? I don't have any evidence that UFOs exist. And therefore, I think it's probably more likely that if there are things flying around that people can't explain, that there's some other explanation. Now, with that said, I don't know what the heck it is. So <laughs> let's commence speculating. That's the thing. So both of us at this point have stated, I'm, I'm at the position of that's what I think it is, but I literally have no evidence. And now he's at the position of I don't think so, but I literally have no evidence. That's I, have, I don't think these, so, but I don't have any evidence, right? It's where all of these conversations end up because nobody has any physical evidence, which is why it's a nice, even playing field. Right, because of um, course, if there were evidence, then we wouldn't be having a conversation because you know what it was, right? I mean, that's... It would and that's, be unfair for me to go to him and be like, hey, uh, geomagnetic anomalies and the ley lines and all this stuff, because if it's not something that you've been doing for how long have I been like 20 something years I've been reading about this stuff so it took me a long time to get to geomagnetic anomalies and ley lines trust me it wouldn't be fair for me to be like hey if you want to do two days of research so that I could talk to you about why ley lines aren't a thing that's not that's not fair so for us to both come in with like UFOs at this specific location that we've never been to is really the only way that it's going to work without giving someone the proper information, which is kind of the idea here. If you're, if you're going to go in militant about, I have this information that you haven't had a chance to look at, and that's why I'm not wrong, it's not going to work. Um, the other thing that we started talking about, which is an interesting angle, and again, two white people just fucking this shit up, um, <laughs> Hakamak is clearly not something that white people say because it's way too much fun. Um, so from what I'm looking at, it's Algonquin. And there's that whole Native American angle, which has had vague connections made to UFOs. Also the same way that Egyptian cultures have. Again, there's no physical evidence of this. It's all speculation. So... That's also a fun angle to look at, but the fact that we can look at it together on the same playing field is what makes it an actual conversation and not just two people screaming at each other. Place where spirits dwell is apparently the meaning in the original Algonquin. I've also heard, well, not heard, I've also read that it's called place where evil spirits dwell, and I think that that's just the media being the media trying to push this whole scary paranormal thing and they just put the word evil in there because oh, i made a face you can't see my face yes i agree face. with that it was there. a valid face i think uh 
if you, if you read more into this, right, there's this, there's this, uh, hobo mock, uh, death deity that's tied into this thing. The, the deity of death and disease, uh, from the, uh, the Wampanoag. It's a, it's a Wampanoag, uh, God. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, somebody in the media or somebody writing about this saw God of death and disease, Hobamok, right? In this Hakamok swamp, not to be confused, it's close. There's it probably a reason for that, but I'm not a linguist. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody saw that and auto-corrected in their head to evil, right? Right. No, of course, we don't know that that's even evil for sure in Wampanoag or Algonquin because in Western culture, those two things are bad, but in some other cultures, and of course I can't cite them because I'm white and don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I've heard of things where there are other cultures who um, don't think death is necessarily a bad thing, that it's just another step in the journey of life. Right. They don't have this whole, you know, death, evil, darkness theme to their their theology that, that we do as, you know, Judeo-Christian whiteies. <laughs> such a good description of us <laughs> the thing is like that just if you're gonna pick somebody to, to fuck around with i'm glad that we picked death and disease i'm glad that, that yeah not for nothing but at least it's interesting right we're not like dealing with the like the god of like you know grass and and i don't know wasps or something i i wonder what the paranormal like repercussions of that would be Grass and wasps. Yeah, like, <laughs> just ask Egypt, man. That was one of the three plagues. Oh my god, or eight plagues. How many plagues were there? More than like three. Ever? <laughs> That's fantastic. So I go from saying big words like Judeo-Christian to getting the number of plagues wrong in Judeo-Christian uh, scripture. That's good. Yeah. It just proves that we know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, real knowledgeable here. Obviously. <laughs> Angel, please edit all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like angel gets mentioned in every episode at least three or four times and he's not going to be here until february and i really am going to have to drag him kicking and screaming into this closet i mean we all know who the real star of the show is it's brian <laughs> it ain't me <laughs> everybody's been waiting for episode 10 just powered through the first nine we're gonna have to you haven't told any of our cool stories okay what cool stories do we have because most most of our stories, this is why I haven't told Brian's stories a lot, most of them end up with me looking like a total asshole or Brian looking like a total asshole, mainly because we were both total assholes until we probably turned, like, what, 22? Funny that you say were in my case. <laughs> I think were is valid. <laughs> I also have a theory that everyone from the ages from 19 to 22 is that like the maximum level of asshole? And then usually at 23, some like real life shit kicks you in the face and then you soften up until your midlife crisis. Oh, see, I didn't even do that right because mine hit at 32. So what are you going to do? Oh, God damn it. Put <laughs> everything up now. Can't even do that right. See, Brian's job as a skeptic to just fuck up every theory that I ever say. <laughs> yeah. just, just coming in here with facts. That's it. See, that's what fucks me up. Facts. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed, but my life is not based on logic or facts. It's based on, I feel like doing this, and then dumb shit happens, and I have a podcast. 
of don't do K turns in New Hope. I say four hundred dollars ticket. Not for nothing, but at least you've got exciting things to talk about. I the thing is, I didn't even get the ticket. Madison did. Wow. <laughs> Madison got the ticket in her grandmother's car. She's like, always taking the fall for you, though. You, yeah, yeah, you know it's true. I'll recognize you know it's true. that openly. Man, it's Thank a shame we didn't go to the same high school because then we could talk about like the high school riot and all sorts of prom. We had our own prom shenanigans, but all sorts of other prom shenanigans. Yeah. The okay, so I I feel like this should have been mentioned, but it probably wasn't that we dated like what four times, five times. Oh, I don't know. Times. Whatever. It's a it's a we high school, middle school, high school relationship. Times. It's just yeah, <laughs> just churn it out, man. Yeah, we were like, I like you. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Maybe. But we were both assholes. So <laughs> couldn't figure it all out. <laughs> Four years of you're cool, but not that cool. Actually, not that cool. cooler. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just not figuring shit out. But actually, that's one of the reasons that, like, I don't know if you're aware, but you're one of my best friends. Um, Aw, bud. <laughs> I go to Brian with, like, everything. Like, everything because his brain works completely opposite of mine. Yeah, logically. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that I've texted him and been like, there are, there are gunshots, and I don't know if they're gunshots. And he's like, are you sure they're gunshots or are they fireworks? And I was like, that's an option, because my brain was like, hey, we're going to be immediately terrified for no reason. <laughs> to be fair, though, it turns out they were gunshots. <laughs> it, they were. That one I time mean, they were gunshots. Yeah. But actually weren't they weren't they like gum they shoots or something shoots. fun shoots that's what it was fun shoots somebody on like my app in my area was like does anybody hear these fun shoots and i was like yeah yeah no i'm fun hearing shoots. a lot of fun shoots right now thanks jacksonville good old fun <laughs> shoots you know there's no fun shoots well i was gonna say where i live but that's actually not true because i <laughs> live right near a rod and gun club so there are every so often fun shoots they're just shooting at things that are actually fun no way there are no fun shoots hockamock swamp because they they already happened and that's why we're all in trouble (laughs) then we actually go to hockamock swamp and do our own thing the thing is i'm a thousand percent down for that because so the last episode i did something that i regret and angel keep it in if you want it's totally fine because it is how my brain works so I stated that I have a YouTube channel, which is true, and that I was going to post a video on it, which is also true. But then I stated that I will not delete that video, no matter how much I hate it. <laughs> and it's already published and six people have heard it. So to the first six of you that listened to that, thank you for locking me into that shit. Uh, but I'm not excited about it anymore because oh <laughs> I've gone on particular youtube adventure four times uh where i post a video and i leave it up and then two years later i'm like no fuck that i take it down and then my channel sits there with no videos on it like it is currently so if you've checked on my youtube channel there's still nothing there something in progress though working on the demon mirror for that one which has no demons in it don't get excited you know it doesn't have demons anymore i saw that sage you were burning over the sucker (laughs) You can't tell me that they can kick a couple demons out. I'm I'm just just being safe. I'd rather sage the fuck out of it and look like a psycho in front of my like out on my porch and my neighbors think I'm of, weird. In front of who? They already think you're crazy. 
rightfully so not for nothing (laughs) i know (laughs) madison gave me the sage so again she's somehow involved (laughs) girl's a witch you can't tell me a girl that lives with her mom her grandmother and her great grandmother isn't a fucking witch that's That's a coven if i ever heard of it it was like three generations of people that told me the thing is her grandmother told me that i should move to florida the town that we're looking at moving to because sorry jacksonville i cannot stay here (laughs) the town that we're looking at moving to is only a little further south than the town her grandmother said that i should live in oh there you go it like her grandmother just said a whole lot of stuff when i was in like middle school that i was like right i'm gonna move to florida because that was never the plan my plan at middle school was to move to new york and like be a giant asshole on wall street that was the thing uh but now i'm in florida near the horse capital of the world just like she said so the horse capital of the world both <laughs> horses and whores maybe i should visit you instead of the other way around you should <laughs> there's palm trees here i don't know why anyone's avoiding <laughs> i'm scared of palm trees though why what do you think they're gonna do to you burn me on, on fire you should you need to come here and you need to hug one Mm-mm. just Mm-mm. hippie it up Mm-mm. for like a minute Mm-mm. Mm-mm. nope yeah last time i hugged the last time i hugged a plant i was picking cactus needles out of my favorite leather jacket for years i did that too but i didn't have a leather jacket i, I hugged the cactus have... as a joke in arizona and then my friend pushed me that's, onto the cactus and i was like that's funny <laughs> i did something similar <laughs> Is this is this in the period of time that we weren't talking? Because we probably hugged two different cactuses on the same day. I don't think so. I don't think so. so I'm pretty sure we were. I can tell me. No, I'm pretty sure I told you. <laughs> uh, well, so we weren't dating at the time, but I'm pretty sure we were talking because I was dating one of our mutual friends at the time. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's fact, an interesting I, topic. I think very shortly after that no did we break up right before that we might have broken up right before that maybe god knows because we literally could not make up our minds for anything like i was trying to get some action by from this like rando chick on that trip (laughs) which was a huge mistake Mm. and i ended up solidifying a relationship with uh somebody that i used to know on that trip Mm mm-hmm so many code names. No. <laughs> wow. I don't want to catch you hung up on somebody that I used to know. Wait, here's me hugging a cactus in Arizona. Oh my God, guys, there's proof. It's beautiful yeah. too. Gorgeous. Yep. You can sense the pain. That cactus had very small needles. So when I was hugging it, it was trivial. It's when I pulled back that it was a problem because it's all those, yeah. those damn needles. The cactus, it wants the hug, but it just doesn't want you to go. Cacti it doesn't want me to go. Anxiety. And I get that. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> so, okay. Question that I wanted to ask you, because we, Brian and I do this, this ADHD conversation all the time, where we're like, hockamock swamp, and then we end up hugging cacti. Swamp! Figuratively, figuratively just any way that we can. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, uh you're relatively and i say relatively in comparison to like other skeptic humans you're relatively open to conversations about pretty much anything as uh, i'd say as, I'm 
very open to conversations about literally anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, right. I'm good. Yeah. So as long as you're not like, mm, like making something up with literally no data just for attention, Brian will be here to listen because he's yeah. actually like a good human. Well, I like to listen to people who are passionate about things, talk about the things that they're passionate about. Right. Sometimes I learn things that way. But my question is, do you have any preferences for how people approach you with like paranormal topics? Um, boy, that's a good question. I can hit you with like one that you didn't research if that helps. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that might be an interesting case study and I'm open to that as you know, since we just said that I'm open to having most conversations. Uh, <laughs> kinda, no, I don't want to do that. Oh. Um, how do we, so boy, that's a great question. So the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you, right? The reason I was so excited about this opportunity was because I like the way you approach the paranormal. So, so your way is kind of the way that I like, which is let's have an open conversation about this. I'm going to tell you what I think it is. And if you can, please prove me wrong, right? Like, so I'm a, I'm a scientist by training, right? I've got a degree in chemistry. I don't work in the chemical field. I work in, in tech, but you know, th that way of thinking is sort of uh, pervasive in kind of everything I do, right? It's very logical, it's very methodical, and it's based on, you know, empirical experimental evidence, right? What, what can I prove through action or prior law, prior research, right? And, um, the paranormal, it's such an interesting, it's an interesting space because it's so rooted in a little bit of science, a little bit of anthropology. We were talking in our pregame about a, um, a saying that I like very much, which is technology that's sufficiently advanced will look like magic, right? To those who don't understand it. And I think a lot of our paranormal stories are, um, sort of tied up in that, right? It's, it's how do we explain something that's unexplained? I see lights in the night sky. I have no idea what they are, right? They could be anything. Well, what are they? It's the gods fighting, or it's the spirits of our ancestors coming back to, um, to show us the way or to, to portend doom, or it's another race of beings that we've never met before that's you know, showing themselves to us or, or just passing through and they made a mistake or it's an unexplained event and God only knows what it is or solar flares, right? Kicking off a magnetic, you know, a, a, an aberration in the earth's magnetic field that's making lights show up in the sky like the Aurora Borealis, but where they shouldn't be, right? I mean, yeah, all of that is possible. And of course it's fun. Like as human beings, we like stories. We just, we gravitate towards stories. You see it in <clears throat> politics, <clears throat> but you also see it in like religion. <laughs> And um, uh, entire scientific fields, anthropology, archaeology, it's this love of stories and parable, I think, that teaches us um, kind of what it means to be human. And, and, and it's how we pass down, you know, our humanity to the next generation, right? You pass down your cultural knowledge. Um, all that to say, if we're going to be talking about paranormal things, I prefer to either talk about them as if they're a story, right? Where the veracity of the story doesn't necessarily matter. It's a story to be enjoyed in, in and of itself. Or if we're trying to find the truth of the situation, the person telling the story or the people discussing it should be open to the fact that it's either something that's paranormal or it's not. 
and there's kind of no shades of gray. It either is or it isn't. Right. And sometimes the answer is unknowable and we have to be okay with that. The thing is, like the, the way that I tend to approach the paranormal is I had an experience when I was little and that it fucked me up for a little bit because I didn't know what happened and nobody could right. tell me and I was scared. Right. I, me and fear have a very strange relationship, but when I was little- well, Most things have a very strange relationship. <laughs> When I was little, I had kind of a normal human reaction to fear of like, I don't want to do that anymore. So in order to not be afraid of it, I needed to know what it was. And I understood that. Right. And then kind and that's of a very human thing. It's a very started. human thing. Right. So I started on this adventure of like, what was that? And right. honestly, I am old as dirt now and still don't know. But what is a I, celestial being from right. the beginning of time, I believe is the way you put it last time. <laughs> Something along those lines is what I'm working on now. But yeah, we dated back when the dinosaurs were still roaming the earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I took more on my Velociraptor over to the uh, <laughs> bedrock drive-in. Always had a fast car. Oh okay. shit! But like, I try to. <laughs> I'm just thinking about riding Velociraptors. <laughs> I find that I have this 50-50 split of where most, and I'm using air quotes here, but paranormal investigators mentally seem to end up. There's the usually- record, I will note people. that she did not actually use air quotes. I never I saw her hands. Low. They were low. They must've been pretty low because- They were low. They were okay. low. Um, so most of the time, the the investigation community kind of, inadvertently divides themselves into the people who just want to help people they've been in that boat something scary happened to them they don't like that people feel that way and they just want to fix it and usually those are the people more willing to tell you that you probably shouldn't sleep with your head close to your circuit breakers like those kind of facts and then the other half are like, I want to be Zach Bagans and I want Ghost Adventures to be my show and I want I want to skin him and wear it. Um, the other half are like- I went to like, a weird place. I know. I've met way too many and that's, that's the sentiment is if I cannot touch him physically, I will touch him from the inside with my face. It's a weird thing. I know. He's really hot, nice. but I wouldn't go that far. And those people are more likely like, a pen falls on the floor and they're like, your great aunt is visiting you. Like it's, it's a, it's a situation. It's a sign so, from the gods. Yes. They're the Broomfell companies coming kind of people. <sighs> I like to try to stay in the middle there because if the travel channel would like to give me a TV show and I could just be the female counterpart to Zach Bagans and talk to him and maybe be in his presence it's totally fine i'd be down and it's his presence she said presence not skin presence. not presence. be in his skin suit not physical being there's no buffalo bill shit going on here not here i said 50 50 i'm only halfway to wanting to wear zach bagan's skin left half Don't or right half that's I'm the key here left always at a girl <laughs> and then i like to also like it is important to me that anybody that calls me has a resolution it's actually kind of ripping me up right now because I have a friend that during quarantine stuff started to get kicked up in her house. So I gave her everything that I have as far as like what I thought could help her be comfortable or help her kind of maintain her space. 
And then I just never heard from her again. So as far as I know, she's alive and she's fine and she moved. You know this person? You do. But the thing is, like, it kind of messes me up that I don't know if it stopped because we were trying to figure out connections of, like, is it following you? Is it just in the apartment? Um, you know, did we at one point thought that it was gone and then stuff started to happen again. So to me, that was like an ongoing case that just is now like, it's not closed. It's not over. I just don't have any more information and also can't help her. You know, what's interesting, I know, obviously, because you disclosed our previous history, right? I know a lot about you. We've been friends for a very long time, right? Yes. And we have a lot of the same mutual friends and uh, contacts and things. And of course, independently from your podcast, I knew about the event that sort of kicked off your love of the paranormal, right? Because we had talked about it and I had talked about it with the other person involved. And Because I'm that girl that the when we start dating, I'm like, do you believe in ghosts? Because I just <laughs> know if I'm crazy or not. Well, wow. and I mean, who doesn't like who doesn't like creepy shit when they're a kid? I mean, you know, I was in Boy yeah. Scouts. We we all told scary stories around the fire, right? That's that's what you do. Again, that's it's the podcast. human. It's the creepy what? goth girl dating the Boy Scout, being like, "Do you believe in ghosts?" and then just ruining your whole life. <laughs> yeah, and I like knives too, and I can whittle sticks into smaller sticks. Up on my Velociraptor, <laughs> and, and let's go to the Bedrock Drive-in. <laughs> And then we'll burn some ribs on our fire later that evening. By the way, that is an option. Kidnap me. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And I want to throw you in the lake. Okay. But I won't I mean, go in the lake. I'll jump. No, you, lakes you are, will. Lakes are gross. If you throw me, I will grab you. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I, am, I have good reflexes. You will go in with me. We'll see. I will not go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right, anyway, what are we talking about? Paranormal tries to stuff. murder me, by the way. If I go, so are you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just for anyway. anyone that was planning on the kidnapping. <laughs> long, long tangent. Yes. Don't put any of that in, Angel. That's all crap. ADHD. That's all crap. Anyway. I think we both have it, by the way. Like, oh, like I definitely got something here. I'm undiagnosed, but I'm pretty sure, according to the internet, that I have ADHD. Um, so... <laughs> So anyway, you've disclosed our history, right? Yes. So so you and I both know a lot of the same people and, and you know that I know the person who you had your first paranormal experience with and uh, I know her family um, and I know your family, obviously. So I'm, I'm intimately acquainted with with all of that and had known the story before you told it on your podcast and, and we were talking uh, after the podcast aired and um, I can't remember, did I share with you my theory on what was going on? No, not a theory on what was going on. No. What I what I kind of think was going on. So so the two of you were young and impressionable, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there was some energy in that house, and I was in that house. And as as a skeptical person, I will tell you for sure that that house had some weird energy. <laughs> um, stuff went down there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. There was a um, lot of, even if you don't describe it as energy, a lot of emotional things happened on that land. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> yes. Um, for, for many tens of years, right? It wasn't just, anyway, a lot happened on that land. There's the potential that even before we got there, that there was emotion there, but, but we planted enough there that. Yeah. it should be good by now it's ripe 
So I think that the people involved in that story, everybody, right, you included, right, Mm. thought you felt something that was real at the time, didn't know how to place it, and all sort of collectively came up with a story around it. And I think that's a lot of how this paranormal stuff happens. I think in the case of uh, Hockamock Swamp, right, just the the research that you and I were doing together, you know, prior Mm. to, to recording this, um, I said something similar. This is kind of my prevailing theory, right? That a lot of this is just unexplained event turns into story made up by a community of, of people. Right. And a community could be three people, could be four people. It could be mm-hmm. hundreds of people, thousands of people, right? With with a shared experience. But what I think happened in that house is the same thing that happened in the swamp. There was unexplained events. Nobody had the words to describe or, or the, 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 the knowledge or prior experience to describe what those things were. So they described it in a way that made sense to their experience. And and you're talking about two adolescent girls, right? Who were both, um, you know, smart, smart kids, but you're, you were both smart, were, were, had a lot of potential. We lost a lot of brain cells after that day. (laughs) Well, that wasn't the only day. My point is simply, I think um, I think there was a little bit of a, hey, do you think it was this? Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, it could be that. And then it all just sort of got spun up that way. And, and in your mind, you've painted a picture of this thing that happened. And as the memories have aged, things have changed. Um, it could have been something as simple as, you know, uh, a hat or a piece of clothing falling off one of the many coat racks that were in that house that uh, you know you perceived quickly as out of the corner of your eye as a man walking around or something and, and then it turned into you know that in your collective conscious and, and by the right. way there's nothing wrong with that no right it doesn't make it any less of a cool story I still tuned into the damn podcast and listened to it <laughs> Angel edit that out he's gonna want to fucking stab me after this is over <laughs> no he won't there's nothing wrong with it because human beings have been doing that for years. That's how we cope with things we don't understand. And again, it could be something as simple as what did I see out of the corner of my eye? Or it could be a, something as complex as what happens after we die, right? I mean, that's literally unknowable. Right. And just because there is a potential, just to be very clear, right, as a, as a true skeptic, lowercase s, just because I have a theory about what happened doesn't mean I'm correct or that I even think I'm correct because it's very possible what you saw was a ghost or a spirit that was in that house based on some emotional trauma that happened there for years because I also have a similar experience there. I mean, also our brains are wired to do that. Right. There's, I mean, the, the ones that come up the most, I mean, for me, pareidolia comes up so much. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's the tendency of your brain to take random sounds or random visuals and turn them into voices and faces because we're naturally social creatures so well it's yeah it's a survival instinct right it's it's how you recognize the the enemy in an area where there's there's ambiguity which is why it elicits a fear response many times as well because that's you know if you're if you're a cave person right you're living in a damn cave and at any at any chance you know somebody who is not your tribe some other or a lion or whatever could come along and and rip your face off without even you know thinking twice then you're going to want to recognize that as soon as possible and the best possible response for you to have when you recognize that face or whatever is fear fight or flight adrenaline rush you know pick up your Mm -hmm. club and start hitting it until it stops being a thing exactly and if it turns out you're whacking a tree branch no harm no foul but if it turns out you're whacking the lion that was about to eat your you know you and your progeny 
totally different way. story. Yeah, exactly. You've just <laughs> saved you've just saved the tribe, and the instinct is uh, is passed on. Right, the instinct is validated. Exactly. So, like, your brain is wired to do that. So there's no shame in that happening because it's literally supposed to. The yeah. other thing that is going to happen. This is more along the lines of like, if you're trying to tell people what happened to you and either they are an investigator or a believer in the paranormal or a skeptic with a lowercase or capital S, I don't care which one, um, you need to recognize that there is literally no way for you to sound smart at all. Because uh, I was seven years old, so I have the brain and vocabulary of a seven-year-old trying to tell people that someone talked to me, but no one was there. Right. It sounds stupid. If it's something that you can't explain, do not try to sound smart because you you won't. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to present this happened to me, and I have no evidence and no information. But that is what the person that you're telling is presumably supposed to be helping you do is get evidence and information. So anybody who's gonna make you feel like shit for that is somebody who should feel like shit about themselves. Mainly the reason that I wanted to do this podcast is because I had a friend who is most definitely a former friend. It is someone that I don't associate anymore. And it is because of this experience. We were at a party. Somebody had something scary happen to them. And naturally, they came and told me because... I was very outwardly crazy to be like, hey, if anything ever happens to any of you, please let me know because geomagnetic fields and ley lines and EMF and all that. Everyone's like, she sounds nuts. She should, she might get it. So this person came and told me they're having nightmares. They're having headaches. They're having all kinds of stuff happening to them. The former friend was standing near me and heard this happening. They decided, I don't know what in their brain, made them decide to do this but they decided to enter the conversation and very clearly try to make this person feel like shit and i don't understand why because my immediate reaction i went into help her mode and i was like hey what is your bed near all of those things sounded similar to people who have had those experiences but also go to sleep with abnormal electromagnetic fields near their heads, which has proven to give you headaches, it's proven to give you nightmares. I, I mean, I don't know the science of why, but it's happened multiple times. You want to know the science then, to why? And I then do. they move their beds and it's fine. And I'm like, cool, I helped you, done. But I was trying to, you know, what is your bed near? What, where, where in your room do you sleep? Where, where are all the electromagnetic fields in your, in your house? Are you inside one? How often has this been happening? But just asking questions. The former friend came over and was like, stop riling her up. And then proceeded to tell her that I am an idiot and should not be trusted. Well, there you and go. that I am being overdramatic and trying to get attention. And I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a kind of defensive person. Were you trying to get attention? Always. Well, so she's... <laughs> So they were right, at least. I'm a, I'm a kind of defensive person, naturally. So my instinct was to be like, hey, uh, why are you here? AB conversation. Also, like, she asked me questions and I'm trying to help her find information. She didn't go to you. And this is probably the reason. 
And I've been researching this stuff for like my whole life. So maybe if you want to go somewhere else and talk about something that's not this, I will talk to my friend who's scared and try to make her less scared. And I was like, you know, why don't we go outside? Because this doesn't seem like the room to have this conversation. But that is the exact opposite of Brian. <laughs> well, so and, find and yourself so one of those. Yeah, so I'll weigh in on that a little bit too, because like, I get the instinct that 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 person had that your your uh, your your former friend had. Um, if you don't believe in the stuff you're spouting, then or or rather, if if one does not believe in the paranormal explanations that you were dishing out right for mm. this particular set of circumstances, it could be tempting to say you know, screw you, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. But what they're doing is, whether on purpose or not, right, and let's not ascribe motive, because again, I don't know the situation, I don't know what's in that person's head, I know a little bit right. more about what's in yours, because I live there rent-free, but um, <laughs> it's like you were intending to help this other person. Somebody came to you with a problem, it's like, I'm having this problem, and you thought you had a solution to that problem, right? And let's, this is how I make decisions in my life and my career by the way this is my patented you know uh decision making matrix so nobody else pay attention he's smarter than me um what is the downside if you were wrong you tell them to move their bed oh no they move their bed yeah move the bed (laughs) like worst case they like throw their back out or some freak accident happens but you know most likely case they move their damn bed like who cares right and if you're right then it fixes the problem. Right. So so the downside is very tiny, very little downside. They move their bed for nothing. The upside is the problem's fixed. So you try it. And then what happens? Okay, well, it, may, it wasn't EMF or ley lines. So what else could it be? Maybe you are sick. Maybe you don't drink enough water, right? Right. Maybe it's a hormone issue because we're adolescents and God knows that it's all a mess, right? Maybe, um, you know, whatever. There's a thousand things, right? You know, maybe mm-hmm. you had some bad beef that day or something. Or it was just you know, heartburn, but in your head, headburn? Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> not a doctor, <laughs> chemist. We invented it. <laughs> not even a chemist. But like the point is, right? You you cared enough about that person's well-being that you wanted to try to find a solution with them, right? You were working with them to find a solution. And the reason why that person's your former friend to to my ear, right, is the fact that they didn't they didn't want to validate the fact that you wanted to help that person, which is a good trade. I mean, we should help each other. Right. Holy crap, this world would be a much better place if we helped each other out instead of just being at each other's throats like that all the time. Right. I mean, from my point of view, it, it wasn't even really about me. It was just kind of like, why why are you coming over here and making a big deal? Well, and why because... wouldn't it? Like the funny thing is they were the one making it about you because you were trying to make it about this other person. You're trying to find a solution to their problem in a way that you know how. To the point of even being like, let's exit this building so that we don't have this other person here because they don't have to be involved. Right, Which exactly. Which is what I love about the, the attention-seeking part of it. I was like, I'm, I, I would like to leave. <laughs> Please stop paying attention to me. I know it's hard. Well, there's better ways to get attention anyway, right? Than oh, just know. talking about paranormal stuff with somebody who's asking for help. Holy crap. I can't help that I'm gorgeous. Jeez, relax. <laughs> <clears throat> Angel, edit that out. <laughs> Makes 
me more credible, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I after I had that conversation, I honestly did I stopped talking to people who didn't think like me for a long time. And Which is bad too, right? Because that just it sets you up in an echo chamber. It also was very you know? it made it more difficult to have paranormal conversations because it was just these these cyclical conversations of like yeah well we all know what's happening but we don't it's all theory the more right, you yeah. get into those cyclical conversations your brain is like oh this is a fact and you stop any critical thinking and you're not helping anybody anymore that's how well, you, you start you wearing zach bagan's skin right exactly well you won't wear which people's is skin. gross i don't think that he appreciates that I mean, I not only will he not appreciate it, but after a couple of days, it smells like he just can't keep that skin suit fresh. No, and he, like what's unless he gonna you cure do? it, and then it's a it's not even a suit anymore; it's just a <laughs> jacket. And then you know, that's just it's not fair to him. No, and he He's might nice need man. that skin for things. I don't know what, but <laughs> not a biologist. But yes, the moral of the story is my former friend's a dick. Um, <laughs> so do not find one of those. But I want every single person who is trying to be an investigator or doing any kind of any kind of research in the paranormal, you need to find a Brian, not mine, he's mine. You need to find your own Brian and then learn how to talk to it because it's very helpful. Why am I an it? I don't know. Because find your own it, Brian and learn how to talk to it. They can find a female Brian and then, then it's not a him or it's a she or a they. If any of you a find a female Brian, please let me know, because I have a very high opinion of myself. If you find a Brianette. <laughs> a Brianna. A Brianna. <laughs> but yes, that, that was the whole point of me trying to make this episode, which turned into cacti hugging and riding velociraptors. And... <laughs> you need to let it that out. <laughs> Just, I, I want to have a whole episode of me and various other people yelling, Angel, edit that out. I really hope he's got like a sticky note next to his computer and every time <laughs> this discussion, he's just, oh, like, there's another one. From here to here. I can't wait to see what Angel comes up with for this. You talking and me being like, hi, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Mischief Society. It's me, Martini Martinez, coming to you live from Jayville, Florida. As you all know, I'm a celestial being from the stars. I'm a million years old. But back when I was less a million years old, me and my current guest on the show, we had a little fling thing. A fling thing. I mean, hopefully Brian will come back and we'll talk about the other one. We'll talk about the old one. So Angel has concerns that it will be misconstrued as us talking shit. And the thing is, I have a valid paranormal theory and experience that would require me to divulge that whole situation in order for it to make sense. So I don't think that it's talking shit because the story doesn't, the story and the theory don't make sense without that information. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know, change your name. I already did change your name. Oh, oh I mean, her, her name, yeah, but you haven't changed my name. No. <laughs> Unless, also, unless Angel's going to go Martini. through and post, and every time you say my name, he just goes like, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. That if be anybody funny? ever wants to come on the podcast and have that be an option, it is now. Hi guys, it's me. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Brian do it though. Angel won't want to do it. That's fine. Do I'll, it. I'll dub over everybody's name if that's what you want. <laughs> 
I'll just send you a soundbite of me saying a random name. Yeah, we'll just insert it over. <laughs> Wilhelmina. Yes. <laughs> Wilhelmina is the best one. That's my favorite. But yeah, so if you want to come not talk shit, you're welcome to because. I mean, if it's an episode about mutual friends of ours and you need, you know, a skeptical take from somebody <laughs> who leaves their emotions at the door sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whereas I leave mine nowhere ever. <laughs> That's the thing is our brains literally do the opposite thing of each other. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I sort of. immediately after everything, I get pissed. And then I work from there. <laughs> I'm like, what level of anger are we at? Eight? Okay. Baseball bat. Like, and then that's, <laughs> that's how we do things the rest of the day. Yeah, I usually wait for a couple days and then get angry about it later. And then wear my anger like a cloak. And the thing or is, sh- I'll text Brian the whole time and be like, I'm at an eight. I have a baseball bat. And he's like, all right, cool. Don't do anything with it. All right. So like, first of all, that people. bat's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> are you in imminent danger? No. Okay, put the bat down. <laughs> Usually I would text, not me. <laughs> Are there fun shoots? That's why I got the bat. <laughs> Do you need me to help you resolve the problem or distract you from the problem? Most people will bring a knife to a gunfight. I bring a baseball bat everywhere. <laughs> Never helpful. It just makes a lot of fun noises. <laughs> We figure that out. Who doesn't like the the wet squishing sound of a baseball bat hitting someone in the gut? Right? (laughs) Well, you got to get the bone. You need like a good flame. (laughs) You need like a thud. (laughs) Yeah, Angel, good luck with this episode, man. I don't know what the fuck you're going to pull out of this. I said I'm sorry, but I'm not. It happens. Oh, God. (laughs) If anybody wants this to be a podcast, you need to tell Brian. And then this will be a podcast. Oh, God. It's just ADHD all the time <laughs> I, I mean i'm in i'm in for it there you go done problem solved <laughs> I'm, I'm in for it i don't know why anybody would want to hear my voice i think i sound like a uh like a like a chubby seth rogan mixed with no. uh this is untrue because he sounds like markiplier ugh. Don't chubby, chubby seth, seth rogan mixed with markiplier no just markiplier mm. Which is glorious. It's just one of those, you know, hate the sound of your own voice things. In my head, I'm very, just a real strong bass. You are. And when I speak out loud, it sounds nasally and annoying. <laughs> okay, when I listen to the podcast, <laughs> I look at Angel and I'm like, who's this seven-year-old on an answering machine? <laughs> <laughs> like, Hi, you've gotten the Martini Martinez residence. Please leave your name. <laughs> And number the beep. <laughs> Just a seven-year-old screaming fuck into an answering machine for 30 minutes. That is every episode of Mischief Life. Fuck, fuck, Fantastic. fuck, when it's honest. <laughs> Unless you have any other wisdom you would like to impart on the Mischief Society. Oh, yeah, I got plenty of wisdom. Keep me back for another, uh, have me back in for another episode, and then I'll impart my, more wisdom. You like that shit? Do you want to talk shit that's not talking shit? We always talk shit that's not talking shit. (laughs) So talk shit with an excuse that makes it not talking shit. Oh, yeah. For the whole world. I'll hide behind a a thin veil of anonymity 
because anybody who's okay. anybody could figure out who the hell I am. <laughs> so to get to get everybody amped up for us talking shit, the name Martini Martinez, the Martini part, this name was given to me by uh, by the offending party, and uh, I adopted it, and it became like part of who I am, and I have like martini necklaces and martini themed everything and a collection of martini glasses and I had swizzle sticks and I like it was it was part of the aesthetic it was like ingrained in who I was so when you know I didn't know your name for months that's how bad it was (laughs) so when the offending party did the offending I didn't know what to do because I was like do I literally get rid of like this entire part of who I am or do I try to like shove it somewhere? Also, where do I shove 30 martini glasses? Like what, where would I keep that? And then like, what happens from here? And uh, it was a lot of work, so I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is essentially, I was lazy and didn't feel like it. But then uh, my brain did a little twisty goo to, to make it advertiser friendly. And now we're reclaiming it. Um, she didn't deserve her half. But uh, I got mine, so we're. I was gonna say, are we disclosing? Are we disclosing the gender of this person? Oh no, she's a she. Okay, she's yeah, a lady. I mean, um, I mean, I mean do you remember that she that. also had her own moniker that has? Yes, yeah, she did. That I gave her. She's since and, abandoned. Uh, oh, it better be abandoned. <laughs> if I ever find out that it's not, ooh, girl, I'm pretty sure that I could somehow finagle a copyright issue out of that. Ooh, ooh child. <laughs> you as a witness to most of that and being in the middle of most of that because you were in the middle for a very long time of all that shiznit. Oh, yeah. But honestly, I mean, if it wasn't there, then we wouldn't know each other. So, yay! Thank you, dumb bitch. Not you, <laughs> the, the other dumb bitch. Angel, <laughs> let it that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Lesson learned. What kind of intro do you want? Do you want like, uh, like we're gonna need some us? we're gonna need some music? Okay. Let's get let's get Hulk Hogan's entrance music, which is real American. <laughs> yes. Hey folks, it's me, Brian, here for the Mischief Life crew. You do know that that's gonna be the sound bite, right? He's oh, gonna hear that. He's gonna be like, "That's the thirty seconds." That's it. Post on all the social media. <laughs> that's the sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Flife, it's Brian. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> Yay. I asked my dad if he listened to it. And he was like, no. I was like, okay, well, I apologize to you a lot. That's all you really need to know. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> like, Why do you apologize to me? I was like, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey, Mr. Society. My name is Brian, and I'm the guest today on the Mr. Flife podcast otherwise known as Martini apologizes to her father. I love your dad. Your dad's the man. (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) That's the man. All right. Do you need any more sound bites? I don't know. I mean, what do you got? Because you're coming up with gold all in your armor. Oh, boy. (laughs) Here's my question. How come nobody ever talks about how beautiful Angel is on this podcast? Thank you. I think it's time for the world to know, at least the Mischief Society to know, how beautiful of a man that Angel Martinez is. First off, you know he's beautiful, right? Because his name is Angel. And what are right. angels if not beautiful? 
The answer is horrifying. So if you've ever seen how they're actually portrayed in the Bible, they're fucking scary. Really like tetrahedrons scary. with eyes and multiple wings and eyes and on their fire. wings and shit. Like real fucked up looking. But but they're only fucked up because we don't understand how beautiful they are. And that is why Angel is beautiful. Angel, leave that in. Because he's on fire. Because you're on fire. Because <laughs> you're hot. Muy caliente, I think mm-hmm. is how it's said in white people spanish from, from his land yes well <laughs> a poor facsimile of the language of his land i would never do anything that would potentially insult angel because he's beautiful good well i think there's a podcast in there somewhere there is i'll dig for it all right i found it <laughs> so now that we are all together in our giggle induced coma Uh, When you awaken, there will be new information in your brain that you will discover. And uh, it was in this podcast somewhere. So you're welcome from both Brian and I. (laughs) But thank you for listening. As always, um, hello to Canada. You guys just popped in and I'm really excited about it. So let's get some more Canada up in here because I'm amped about it. I will be back. I don't know what we're talking about, so it's just going to be a surprise for everybody. You can email me at mischieflife at outlook.com. Find me on Facebook at Mischief Life Podcast. And you can find me on Twitch every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless something's happening in my life, which restricts that from happening, which is rare, but it does happen. I'll admit to that. At Martini Martinez. I don't make myself very hard to find, and that's on purpose because I like you guys. Have a wonderful two weeks. Unisanis, memento mori.